Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. In our spring 2014 issue of American Road Magazine, you'll find a story about a three-wheeled, bullet-shaped orange car called the Irby 2 in our Friends in the Fast Lane column. A strange little car represents the vision of Jim Corr and Bruce Stewart, two Canadians who are building an aerodynamically perfect and absolutely energy-efficient vehicle. In part one of the Irby 2 story, Jim and Bruce share the journey that's taking them toward an historic voyage on the American road. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Road 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. And history comes alive every day in Springfield, Illinois. It's interactive time travel fun for the entire family. For more about great getaway packages, call 800-545-7300 or go to visit-springfieldillinois.com. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk. I'm Foster Brown. And we are going to go behind the scenes in an article that showed up in our spring issue uh, 2014, in the Friend of the Fast Lane area, we're talking about the eco-friendly Irby 2. It's a cool-looking car, and with us are two people who are behind the company that developed this vehicle. And that's Jim Core, co-founder, and Bruce Stewart as well. Guys, thanks so much for being with me. Well, thanks for your interest. I understand back in the mid-90s, this was something of a, a dream of yours, was to develop a really green car. In 1996, the, the project started, and we just envisioned an um, extremely green car. Like we're, Our goal was to try to do the greenest car in the world, and uh, we wanted it to run on renewable energy, so wind and, and um, solar and, and biofuels, and um, and that was our goal. And we just sort of started without any preconceived ideas of what a car should look like. We sort of, so we sort of, it was a fundamental rethinking of the car. Uh, I, I have a picture here that I'm looking at of a, looks like a, basically a, like a three-wheeled vehicle, uh, very much in the shape of a projectile. How did you come to this particular design? First, uh, we, we understood that um, in renewable energy, there's about a hundred times, there's just a round number I use, but a hundred times, think of it as a hundred times less energy than in fossil fuels. Okay, so uh, you can, it's a huge amount of energy in sunlight, but we can only capture a small portion of it. So, and you can see this with uh, solar cars compared to real cars, solar boats compared to real boats, and, and even solar airplanes, right? right. So, so you, if you're going to run on renewable energy, you've got to learn to run on about a hundred times less potent energy. Mm. So, uh, so aerodynamics becomes very important. And uh, so, Irby is actually a reflection of textbook aerodynamics. <laughs> I, I and uh, Jack Flavinsky uh, were sort of uh, the aerodynamic guys, and we read every book on aerodynamics we could get a hold of. And, <laughs> and, over, and, and every time it said you needed this or you needed that, we put it in the car. <laughs> Okay, so and the surprising thing actually is that uh, uh, that the car looked rather unique, um, which meant that and then I had it patented worldwide on the looks. But it, it shows that uh, no one has really done this approach before, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I think that's because no one was was thinking of trying to use a hundred times less energy before. But, okay. but if you do, if, yeah, if you go after that little bit of energy, then aerodynamics uh, becomes critical. So that's the starting point. So after that, the shape in some ways then determines the function? 
well, the shape determines where all the stuff can go inside. <laughs> and, <laughs> including the people. And, uh, <laughs> including the people, actually, exactly. And, and, uh, and, and including three wheels because uh, you don't need the fourth, the weight of the fourth wheel if it's going to be a two-passenger car like this one mm -hmm. uh, was planned to be. In other words, we, we didn't want to run before we could walk. We sure. just thought a two-passenger car would be useful. Um, um, in my youth, I had a lot, and Bruce and, and others on the team had nothing but sports cars. You know, those were two-seaters. So, sure. um, yeah, so then you start with the outside, and then you start putting all the stuff on the inside. And, and actually, we chose rear-wheel steering because also that improves the aerodynamics because the... The, the wheels now poke through the, un, the smooth underside mm -hmm. with with just slots. Uh, in other words, the rear wheel can ah. steer with a disc, you know, that has just a slot in it. Mm -hmm. uh, because once you get to these really low aerodynamic numbers, uh, most of your resistance is right where the tire pokes out of the body. You were talking about the efficiencies, etc. Uh, what what makes it go? Well, uh, once once you got the the body correct or as technically correct as possible, then then you then you're right. Then you start thinking, how do you make it uh, go, and and what what power source should you have in the vehicle? And for short distances, uh, batteries seem the right way to go, and electric motors seem the right way to go. So the two mm. front wheels are powered uh, by electric, and and that takes the car up to about 40 miles an hour. Um, in other words, a city speeds. So around the city, you, you would just use electric. And then uh, to go on the highway, uh, because of much longer distances, we felt the batteries weren't the right uh, energy source. Then you need something like biofuel or something like ethanol. Right. And, uh, you know, it's a liquid, a liquid fuel that has a lot of potency uh, to get you a long distance. And, uh, and so the biofuel runs a small internal combustion engine that takes you from 40 to 70 mile an hour. What is now, the range uh, of the vehicle, this first vehicle you put together, how far could you get on a tank? <laughs> the first, you know, lots of people, I think, don't understand our R&D research and development. And so the first vehicle, I mean, we were lucky to go a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it caused a lot of, a lot of issues and, and, uh, as first prototypes do. And, and we were learning and, and, uh, and learning a lot with that first vehicle. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the second one, you know, uh, we plan to, um, you know, to go right from New York to San Francisco with wow. one fuel tank. We're talking, by the way, with Jim Coor and with Bruce Stewart. They are the co-founders of CoreLogic and uh, the people behind a, a vehicle that we saw called the Irby 2, which is in our Friends in the Fast Lane column in the spring issue of American Road Magazine. Guys, let's talk a little bit about um, what you are looking forward to in the future now doing with the Irby 2. And let, let's talk about the goal you have. You mentioned it a little bit before, Jim. We set a goal that was not really a marketing goal as much as uh, we wanted to prove to ourselves uh, that this was a really useful car. So how, how do you do that uh, except uh, do a realistic road trip? And um, a fellow by the name of Horatio was the, was the American that did the first American road trip. Um, and he took a car from San Francisco to New York um, with two people and a dog. Um, and <laughs> he burned 800 U.S. gallons of fuel wow. doing it. And, uh, and about 104 years later, we hope to, to um, do it uh, in reverse and burn about 10 U.S. gallons of fuel, wow. two people and a dog in this car. So with 32, we're just making it slightly bigger to accommodate the dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I can imagine it must be a rather small dog. <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's my dog. And, and, no, he's like a collie. You know, he looks both oh, the my. size of collie. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. when I used to have sports cars, uh, we used to always have the dog right behind the seat. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing now is uh, over the summer, we, we were the, the first Irby went to quite a few shows. Like it went to London and Paris and this, this last year. And, um, but this, la- this summer we decided to, to stop going to shows. Like we, we kind of declined, uh, a, a whole bunch of them. And we're just trying to finish Irby one. And this is the first car now and, and turn it into a bit of a show car and then be prepared to go to shows next year. Mm. With that, with that car, because that also took us a bit by surprise. How many people want to see this car in real, you know? I don't think there's a country that hasn't emailed us. You know, we looked at our, you know, our website. We have worldwide interest, but I really mean that. I don't think there's a country uh, not listed. Well, you know what? You know what strikes me about that, Jim, is and and Bruce, as I looked at the vehicle, is that you have not taken kind of a radical stand of saying it cannot have any kind of internal combustion to it. You know that it has to be entirely uh, renewable, uh, because the reality is that we're not at a place right now in terms of our devices or no. whatever to, to get the kind of energy out of, as you said, uh, the hundred factor difference. And uh, so, something that would be saying, in essence, we know that, and we're going to marry the technologies for the time being, would produce a very interesting kind of a vehicle. I think a, a real world kind of vehicle. Yeah, I think the. Uh, you know, I've, I'm, uh, the speech I'll do in, in Munich, I, I'm going to relate it to gliders and bicycles. And gliders and bicycles, if I mention those, you know exactly what they look like, right? Right. right. You know, and, and that's because they've reached sort of this, this fundamental uh, finishing point. And, and I think that's what we're looking for with the car. You know, this sort of, what does a car look like that runs on renewable energy and, mm. and, and, and the, that honors the physics of the problem because gliders and bicycles, you know, bicycles have large, narrow uh, wheels and tires because they roll better. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. chain, it has a chain because it's very efficient and all that. So that's what the bicycle, it took, I mean, it took the bicycle a long time, to 30, 40 years to reach that, that look, but right. then it's just stayed the same. It has, you're and right. Thought, <laughs> yeah, and gliders, gliders are similar. They, they, you know, they took a long time to get long, narrow wings, but then they've whirled over. They're the same. Yeah. You don't see any square gliders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so cars can look totally different because they have an excess of energy. Yeah, once you ha- are limiting the energy, say, to 100 times less, you, your options are very limited now, and you've got to reach just uh, all engineers around the world will start to reach kind of the same answer. Yeah, you follow that? And, and, uh, yeah, and we're trying to define what that answer should look like. Yeah. Join us for part two of our Irby 2 story with Jim and Bruce as they describe the use of 3D printing in the manufacture of the Irby 2 vehicle. This interview was brought to you by the Illinois National Heritage Corridor, which lies between Lake Michigan and the Illinois River. It's an outdoor recreational dream, beginning with miles of trails and waterways, stretching from suburban Chicago all the way to Starve Rock State Park. The Heritage Corridor has everything you're looking for in a weekend getaway or your next tour or meeting. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, 
fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.